Greetings and welcome to The River Body. This is Jen. In this episode, we are talking with my friend Shari. This will be the first of many where we dive deep into our menstrual cycles, fertility awareness, body literacy, and today, surrendering to the flow. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. Here we are. We're playing. Yay for playing. Playing podcast. <laughs> so, Shari. Hi. Hi. Thank you for coming back into my life this round. Always being in it. But here we are. Here we are. What are we talking about? The topic is so large. Right. Ultimately, though, I keep hearing you say surrender to the flow. Maybe we start there. Ah. Surrendering to the flow. Because ultimately, my idea around this podcast, like, I keep reverting back to the river body. I could probably call it something else. Um, I don't know. I kept playing with other names. But that one was just, but that's what came for who I am and what I do and what I'm understanding and what I want to convey Mm. or share in the container of that. Yes, we are water and how do we work with our waters and what does that mean? Mm. And as women, Mm. the work that we have done together has been around our flow, all of the moon tides flowing our cycles and hormones through our whole life we met when we were pregnant and now here we are um you know on the other end of side of our cycles on the other side the other side of our cycles truly surrendering to the flow has a lot of layers and with respect to being a biological female with menstrual cycles it's very overtly applicable we live in a time of medicalization of our fem- female biological processes. So I guess in the end, when I think of surrender to the flow in our conversations here, I'd like to talk about ways that we can accept and be empowered by our feminine biological processes, all of them, from puberty and bleeding through pregnancy, birth, and also through the cessation of our cycles to come to the other side. Yes. And it's constant surrender, right? Constant. Constantly in surrender to all that is. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing that is evident through learning about our own bodies is that The only constant thing is the change of it and trying to put it in a box or saying it's this one way always or that it's not affected by what's happening for us in the moment emotionally or even just environmentally uh, that's it's been a disservice to the approach of 
of how to look at women's health even. We know from physiology really that the nervous system and the hormone system are intricately connected and now we're finding even that is connected to the microbiome. So having a surrendered approach while we're learning how our own personal body works uniquely to us Mm -hmm. and how that might not be the same way it works for our sisters or our daughters or our mothers even. Right. And especially um, not from a model based on a male physical body. That most of our (laughs) system has been hmm, structured around. I know. Well, I suppose that they used uh, deductive reasoning to try to have a container to describe the physiology of the woman. Mm. But uh, and if we came from the rib, I mean, we must, right? (laughs) 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 Had to throw the rib in there. Mm. I just saw something about that. Assuredly, no woman ever came from the rib of a man, but in fact, all men have been born of the womb, so the placing of the male as the father and having no female involved in the creation of humanity is absurd, really. Truly. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) So, contextually... Uh, my desire is to empower with education of how our uh, women's, how women's and girls' uh, physiology works, but, and, (laughs) there isn't one way, right, why it's a surrender and why it's contextual, Um, means that the true learning, the true education is around how do we, each one of us, get back in touch with our own cycle and and learn our own body signals more intimately so that we're not having to experience a chronic debilitating dis-ease before that we are taking a corrective Mm -hmm. action. Yes. Yes. So I'll back this up a little bit with some history about us and what we have done thus far in our journey together as friends and sisters and mothers and women on this planet because we have been dancing in and out of each other's lives for many years now and very much so around all of this, the subject of our our blood, our bodies, our birth, our babies. How do we <clears throat> how do we manage our own cycles and hormones? And especially as mothers, um, not wanting to have any more children and not wanting to go down the road of extreme birth control, hormonal birth control um, that's offered because it's so detrimental and so hard on our systems but and also like we know we have the ability and the knowledge 
and the her story behind us, right? To know how to do things outside of this said system that we've all been having to function in so far. So we did have uh, different manifestations of the red tent in my yard and at some health festivals we did manage to raise a red tent and have a space that was open for women to come and sit and be and learn. We had materials and books and conversations and the hope that that would grow and morph into who knows what. Um, but it had a moment and then it ebbed, you know, it, it was it was flowing and then there was an ebb, right? And now we're kind of back at this new ground of, okay, what is the next level? Because obviously, right, especially this year with all the things that have gone down in our world and in our government around our bodies and our choices or lack thereof, um, what do we do? How do we help ourselves? How do we help our daughters? How do we help each other as women navigate these mm, seemingly treacherous waters? Mm, thank you. Yes, thank you for bringing it back to the origins right up through today. Mm-hmm. Feels like a lifetime, really. It has been. It has been. There are <laughs> a lot of stories there. Mm-hmm. Um, each a p- really important piece for the journey. Um, but to answer the question you ended with, I really believe the how is is really simple. I believe the how is just about teaching and sharing information. It's just about taking back the reality that our bodies are actually not scary and mysterious and that they do work a certain way and we can get to know how our own body works and what things affect Mm -hmm. our bodies more Um, the classic I guess example would be if you're a college female and you're under a lot of stress and it's finals and you've been eating hamburgers and french fries and going out drinking at night and then you have what some women would refer to a period from hell that's sort of a classic example um and our cultural impetus is to take drugs for that it's to reach for the um Ibuprofen. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Reach for ibuprofen and carry on. Yes. Put tampons in and... Pretend it's not there Pretend it's going. not there and keep going. And um, really what that period from hell is saying is you've overdone it. You've mm-hmm. not handled your stress this month in a healthy way. And I'm trying to tell you, you need to take bed rest. And even that sentence is somehow culturally inflammatory bed rest is not considered a healing modality anymore whereas it used to be commonplace as the first method of healing of any kind if something's wrong what you need to do is rest 
because your body can repair and heal itself if you will just stop doing for a while and rest. Surrender. <laughs> Let's throw that in there. Yes. Yes. Surrender. Surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear a lot of backlash. Women from every uh, aspect of life. There's no discrimination here. Every single woman I have this conversation with say, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And I guess that touches on the deeper root issue, which is, well, why? Mm-hmm. Why have women participated in creating a culture where we can't honor the fact that we bleed once a month? And the biggest shift in my healing journey came when I did say, I'm not participating in that anymore. And on the first day of my cycle for the rest of my life, I'm not doing. Not doing. Yes. One day. Nothing. First day of my cycle. Don't work. Don't cook. No laundry. Don't care for anything or anybody else. If possible, I know that, you know, as mothers, especially. Still, that's the culture. I know. Get help. I'm sorry. We have mothers, aunts, cousins, babysitters. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's a father somewhere. The whole I can't is the problem. Problem. If If you have some idea... Mm-hmm. when you might bleed next which again that's the whole coming into awareness and in relationship with your own cycle and your own body mm-hmm. then use your tools and your wisdom to schedule a potential play date or uh, babysitter for your child I, I understand it's difficult I'm not saying it's easy um, I'm saying that it's required and imperative. And imperative for caretaking of uh, the true health of the female body. The first step that any woman can take is looking at a calendar and saying, I might have the first day of my bleeding here. I'm going to clear that day. Don't tell me you don't clear your calendar for other things. I'm sorry. I know even the busiest executives <laughs> clear their calendar. Yes. We clear it for weddings, funerals. We clear it for medical emergencies for our family members. Mm-hmm. But actually, we... When do we ever clear it for ourselves? Just yeah. for ourselves. Just one day. It would probably change everything. It is a step toward mm-hmm. changing everything. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there were times for me personally where I had to clear more than one day. So just to be honest, I had some really difficult times um, with my cycle that were so heavy, it prohibited me from being out and about. I um, was not able to even use uh, tampons or pads. So my body forced me to learn this, (laughs) and uh, I grew to love it. Mm-hmm. And even when my cycles were not so heavy, I started looking at my time of bleeding each month as a time of rest, respite, nourishment, self-care. And um, it, cha- it changed. Mm-hmm. It changed my whole life and my it, it relationship be- with the healing of my body. Of course. And just the relationship with your body. And when that happens, that shift is... Um, it becomes something you look forward to 
as opposed to something you're just dreading, right? Because oftentimes it's, oh, you know, bleeding. Here she comes, like, totally laid out, can't, want, don't. It's all the the funk of it and the pain of it and the not mm-hmm. wanting it to be there because it's so inconvenient Correct. to take it away from whatever all that is that you're doing all the time. Correct. So the root of the imbalance of the relationship for the monthly cycle of bleeding is around the I can't do. So by proactively saying, I I will will. rest, you then create a dynamic where you look forward to your bleeding time. And then that is the very beginning of the relationship with the bleeding time. Beautiful. Jen and I both have volumes to talk about, about what happens after that. Volumes. (laughs) Hence the podcast. podcast. So let me just say, both of us are Geminis. We're very mental. And I think we really have a good rapport and balance with each other when it comes to doing things together. We have a general kind of understanding maybe of how we're functioning on some ways. And this for me to this is like so to the point to be able to sit and conversate and put it out into the sphere of the ocean, right? The waters of everybody doing this. There's a lot of people doing this. It's another way to receive and take in information. For me, it was the light bulb of like, oh, this is the quickest, easiest, makes the most sense for for me. And um, to do this with you just is like, I mean, it's like all the stars are aligned. And here we are with the full moon today. And we cannot talk about the waters of our body without talking about the moon. Truly. All the tides that she pulls, the waters of the earth and the waters in our body, and especially our cycle. And so I am really excited. And it feels so timely. And it important and pertinent and like we needed all the experience that we have had so far so that we could get to this point so that we could actually sit here and do this amen yeah (laughs) that's all that it ever is right (laughs) and everything has just brought us right to this moment in time (laughs) whatever that is wherever you are and i couldn't be more honored Mm -hmm. and excited to be sitting right here talking about these topics with you. Thank you. So my hope and prayer is that we will do this regularly, that we will have, I think, you know, today we're starting and we have a short amount of time. So like first thing, right? First thing, give yourself that time. Know that that that's the shift, right? Begin to see your moon time as something sacred that it's to be honored and it's your day it's your day that one time a month to take care of you because it's imperative because you are taking care of so many other people and so many other things all of the time true health begins in yourself and with your connection 
to your own body and your own flow and your own waters. And that's, it's just perfect. At the full moon when so many women are bleeding with the full moon, some are ovulating with the full moon, <laughs> some are not anymore, but we still feel the pull. <laughs> like, I just honor, I honor that in each and every biological woman with a flow and a moon time to if you get anything out of this short conversation today to take that gem and of honoring your flow of your blood it is so sacred you are sacred your time is sacred and you mad her and that is probably as soon as you make that shift the feelings of all the heaviness and all the pain will start to shift as well. Well, thank you. I um, can't help but reiterate that the health aspect of it and really digging in to what comes up for you individually if you think about even taking a day off and clearing your calendar on, on your first or second or third whatever day feels right for you of your cycle what is your first reaction and if it's oh I can't because really that's where your work is like really dig into that I can't because because that's what your is blocking that's the block yeah that's the dam in your flow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful and I think um we can create a community around this. We can have like that mm. question that you just had around that. Like we can have comments. There can be a place mm. where people can do, interact, ask questions, share those things. Because the more community we create around this, the more movement, the more energy, right? The more shift can occur. Because ultimately, that's the goal. Right to shift to that mm, possible new world all around us, waiting for us to just make a new choice. And I guess for me, what lights my fire around sharing this information is to see a world where women are empowered. And uh, in my personal health journey and in my studies of ancient religions and goddess religion and matriarchy and patriarchy and it all comes down to women right now today are not experiencing full empowerment and it's my belief that while we hold as a female a negative feeling about an aspect of our actual physiological biology it's there's no way to act be really empowered how can you be empowered if you hate yourself or you feel like you're sick every month, or you feel you need uh, to be seen by a medical professional every month. It, it's it's not empowering to, to feel that way. It's disempowering. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're here to talk about the ways we can come back into empowerment with mm-hmm. surrendering to our flow. Yeah and being embodied in our body and really 
cultivating that relationship with all of the signals and the things in which our way our body talks to us and lets us know exactly what we need. We just have been very numbed or taught to look outside of ourselves always to the professionals that know. And sometimes we need them. Nothing against professionals. We're not Nothing against professionals. professionals no, here. I'm not at all. And I could edit that out. <laughs> but there is, I mean, my experience with this in the last year with the medical field and the medical professionals that I have dealt with, um, they're very condescending. They um, don't want to hear anything about anything that's not coming from them. Right. And if you pose a question about anything, the answer is always, I don't know, but maybe this. Try this. I don't know. We don't know, but maybe this. But we know more than you always. That's the feeling mm. that I have encountered time and again in my last year. And I know that that's not across the board. Mm. And I know that there are many medical professionals that are very good at what they do. They're very in it for the healing and the helping of humanity and everybody around them. And I honor that. I'm more upset with a system that's not conducive to allowing anything other than numbers and screens to dictate what they foresee happening in a body. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the body is a lot more than that. The body's a lot more than that. We are so much more than even just our this physical body, right? It's our light, the energy, the emotion. We have so many layers to us that are so far beyond what we can even see right? or feel in our physical touch. But that, you know, for some people, that's a little too woo-woo. <laughs> They're not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to keep it less woo-woo as we talk about surrendering to the flow, but we're going to get there, guaranteed. Get there, guaranteed. Well, mahalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Hanuman, I will say, well, thank you for tuning in to the River Body. This is Jen and Sherry. We have been discussing the flow, surrendering to the flow. And we are just beginning our journey down this river, so join us again in our canoe as we, you know, travel down the waterways of life until we meet again. <laughs> <laughs>